Leadership Show with Andy Peck. Welcome to the show that helps you lead according to God's purposes. In most of my career, I've had the privilege of working with Christians in settings where we could pray together. And I want to tell you about one of those occasions. It was maybe 20 years ago when one of my colleagues asked for prayer for his foot, which was giving him lots of pain. It was one of those prayer times where people mentioned various items and we each chose to pray for things as the prayer time unfolded. And at some point in the prayer time, I realised that no one had prayed for my colleague's foot. And so I prayed. No one was more surprised than me when the colleague asked me to continue to pray because he could feel his foot getting warm. And he recognised this was a sign that God was working. And indeed, the foot did indeed get substantially better. I was praying, but I hadn't expected God to do something there and then. I have seen God work in similar ways a few times since, though not nearly as often as I would like. Maybe you routinely pray for the sick and those who are ill. Maybe you don't. But many Christians would agree that our role as followers of Jesus is to learn to do the things he did, which of course includes healing the sick. And as a Christian leader, we need to be modelling this to others, or at least enabling others to enable their own gifting. Well, this week I'm joined by Dr. Angela Walker, who was felt led to set up Theo Ministries, which is a relatively new healing ministry, which in her words, is all about transforming lives, healing hearts, equipping and empowering God's people, and overcoming the works of the enemy. Angela was a consultant paediatrician in the NHS and was sent to call to Africa with Iris Global, founded by Heidi Baker. Then after seven years in Mozambique and South Sudan, she was led back to the UK and Theo Ministries was birthed in 2019. So welcome, Angela, to the Leadership Show. Thank you. Maybe we could start by exploring your journey from the NHS uh, to what we might call a more focused uh, Christian role uh, and Christian ministry overseas? Yes, wow, that's such um, a deep question. I've always had a faith in God all my life, but I had the privilege um, during a gap year before I went to medical school of actually going on and something called a discipleship training school with an organisation called Youth with a Mission. And I know not many people do that in the gap years, but that was just completely transforming my life. They teach on healing, on sonship, the father heart, spiritual warfare, loads of good stuff. And that was really preparing me for medical school. And then I had um, the opportunity of working with the Royal College of Paediatrics and Child Health alongside BSO, Voluntary Services Overseas, when I was a middle grade registrar. I went to Uganda and that again was opening my eyes to the sickness and, and the needs, especially out in, in Africa. But then when I became um, a consultant, I, I did what they call a locum for six months. And people normally do that. And then they move on to um, a permanent post somewhere. However, to my surprise, I felt the Lord was calling me to take a sabbatical. So I, I obeyed and the two month sabbatical turned out being five months. And 
in that time, I just felt the Lord was completely turning my life upside down. I felt like he was um, encouraging me to devour as many books on Christian healing as I could and just spend the time with him that, as you know, being a doctor, you just don't have that time with your full commitment in the NHS and especially the years that I work because I'd be doing 80 hours a week on average. And he just turned my life upside down. And basically, I I felt at the end of that um, sabbatical that he was calling me actually to um, go to All Nations Christian College, Bible College, which I was completely surprised at because I thought I was going to be a consultant, go back into being a consultant. Um, So I I obeyed him and and, um, I went to the Bible College for a year. And after that year, I then felt the Lord was actually stirring my heart again. And this was the time to go back to Africa. And um, I was surprised about that. But I had two what I call theophany moments or real God encounters that brought this shift. Because if you like, I, I pediatrics was my life, you know, and I actually loved it. I actually liked what I was doing in the NHS. And um, I used to live somewhere near Epping Forest. And one day I was out having a walk and it was one of them moments you feel the glory presence of God, if you've ever felt that. And I was just worshipping and praising him and amongst the trees so no one could see me. And I just shouted at the top of my voice, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I give you everything. And, you know, I think it was a God set up. Because from feeling that overwhelming joy in my heart, it suddenly disappeared and I felt this grief within. And I'm like, what's going on? And I, I, and I was in this prayer worship mode. So I said, Lord, what's happening? I said, has someone died? I suddenly thought, has someone died? Is there a death in the family? And the words that came straight to my mind and the heart were, no, it's your pediatrics. It has to die because you've been married to it. And I want you now to be married to me. Well, I thought I knew I wasn't thinking them words. I was totally surprised. And after then, I went through what I call a a supernatural grief. I would just spontaneously be breaking out into tears over the next few months. And because the Lord was at, he was asking me, not, not, not telling me, but asking, inviting me to lay down my pediatric career for him. And then it was sort of um, confirmed in another encounter I had in this sort of same time period. And I was worshipping in my church um, in Essex, where I used to live at the time one morning. And I felt again, you know, when you're overwhelmed with his presence and it's just like you and him there. And the, the worship leader was just under the anointing of the Lord and singing a song about the cross. And tears were rolling down my eyes as if it was just me and God in the room. And then what happened next completely surprised me. I actually had a vision. And in this vision, I saw Jesus himself on the cross. And these words just came straight to me. I felt the Lord say, Ange, I have sacrificed my life for you. Will you sacrifice your life for me? And at that moment, when after I heard them words and I knew it was the Lord because it went right to my heart and spirit, I saw everything in my life flash before me. 
my medical career, my home, my finances, my security, my friendship, everything I had, it flashed and went just before me. And I felt it was all going, all go. And all that I would have left was the Lord himself. And it was like, was I willing? That's what laying down, he meant, will you give up everything for me? Wow, Ange, that's that's an astonishing uh, story. So thank you. Thank you for sharing something of your the depth of, of of what you went through. Some people will have heard of I, Heidi Baker and uh, an Iris Global and some of the astonishing things she get in, is engaged with. Obviously, she's based largely in Mozambique, but they've uh, they've seen a number of uh, folk come to faith. Obviously, folk healed, uh, folk raised from the dead. When as you went out, you saw some of that as part of your what you were engaged with. I saw stuff that I have never seen before, especially back home here in England. And, and, you know, God was teaching me a completely new level of medicine. As one person put it, he said, this is kingdom medicine. And I laughed. I thought, wow, you know, you're right, it is. Because it was actually my eyes were open to the fact that there were spiritual and emotional roots to sickness and disease, which I partly knew about in England. But I looked at everything from a scientific point of view and everything was organic, all symptoms. You know, you have to find that organic root because that was my medical training. That's the scientific training. But I tell you, I saw things very, very different out there. And in a way, I think one reason was because the Lord made me go far less equipped than than as equipped as I was in the NHS. If you like, I couldn't take the hospital with me. I couldn't take the investigations and the drugs and everything that I've been equipped with. I couldn't take it with me. You know, all I could take was my stethoscope. And yes, it was just God was just so wanting me to lean on him, to depend on him, not my knowledge, not my intelligence. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is an amazing person to co-labor with. And I found that I would I'd be doing these what what we call medical outreaches. Heidi would go. She'd be having um, a a team and, and be doing evangelism and healing and showing the Jesus film. And then there'd be the medical team. And I'd be in charge of that. And we'd, we'd set up our medical um, uh, a tent, you know, have a clinic. It would be open to everyone in the village. And this is the outreach is where we went from different villages, different regions, provinces, etc. And it was just amazing because we were limited with what we had, but God was with us. And that's all that mattered. And I was just, it was more the Holy Spirit teaching me on the job, if I can say that, like he taught the disciples on the job. I remember like my first patient, if I can say that, I saw was this old lady, because out there you don't have pediatrics, it's it's everything, you're, you're a doctor for everyone if you like, so I suddenly had to realise that I was going to see all ages, which was fine. And this old lady came with generalised body pain, which was a very common symptom out there. And I was doing my normal, you know, taking information, examining whatever. And suddenly the question came right to my mind and I knew this was the Lord, ask her if she'd been the witch doctor. And I knew that was not in my medical questions. <laughs> so I thought, OK, let's see. So I said, have you been the witch doctor? She nodded her head. Yes. So I'm instantly then saying to God, well, what do you want me to do, Lord? I was like, I've got no medicine for that. And I felt him say, well, bring her in my kingdom. Tell her about me. So I thought, OK. So I said, have you heard of Jesus? She's like, who's he? Never heard of him. I thought, you've never heard of Jesus? 
And, you know, the villages out there, they haven't. Because, you know, if they have any batteries to afford a radio, so they only have really contact with, um, it's the people in the village that, that tell them things, things that are passed down generationally. They don't have Bibles, they can't read, they can't write. You know, and I was like, wow, they've really never heard. So I just gave a sort of a briefing of who Jesus was. And I said, would you like to accept him? And she says, well, why not? <laughs> she accepts the Lord. And then I say, can I pray for you? She goes, of course. Because they're full of faith, which is what I love about Africans, full of faith. They all believe in God. And not only that, no matter what faith background they're of, they believe he heals, which is amazing. And so I prayed for her and I just prayed for her to encounter God. And I said, Lord, just remove her pain in your name. A simple prayer. Do you know what? She was completely healed. Not only that, she encountered the Lord. I was like, God, you've got my attention here. <laughs> and I tell you, there were so many other stories. Prayer became my number one medicine. I would pray for everyone first. I, I would bring them to the Lord because most had never heard of him, you know, and, and a lot had been to the witch doctor. So we'd come against that in the name of Jesus. And God was healing everybody. M most people that I saw, it was amazing. And I'm not taking credit for this. It's not me. I was a facilitator bringing him to them because they'd never heard of him. It was just amazing. I mean, yes, I saw the blind. I saw three blind people one day and they came to the medical tent and I'm like, you need to see an ophthalmologist. I'm like, you need to go. And then I, it suddenly came to me and you're in the middle of nowhere. Ophthalmologists don't exist around here. And there's no hospital around here. So I was like, okay, the only thing we've got is prayer. So I said to the team of people with me, I said, are we up for it? And we got the faith that God's going to heal. And they said, yeah, let's go for it. So what, the first one was a lovely little girl, and it was amazing. He, he healed her vision. She could suddenly see how many things I had up and could see what I was wearing. I was like, wow, God, you're amazing. And then this other lady, her, her children actually brought her in the tent. She couldn't see. Her eyes had a white glaze over them. Now, I'm no ophthalmologist, so I have no idea what she had. But um, we prayed, and we prayed with faith. And you know what? When I said to her first, I said, how, how is your vision? She suddenly said, I can see color. She'd gone from black and white to color. So we prayed again. We just said again, thank you, Lord, for healing her again in the name of Jesus. You know, Lord, restore a vision. Next, she said, um, she said, I can see things moving. We all got excited. We thought, wow, but they were like tree trunks. That sounds a bit familiar, doesn't yes, it? Indeed, yes. So we prayed again and you will not believe it. But she suddenly saw me. She said, you, you've got glasses on. You've got, she was describing everything. And she had such a beam on her face. I'm not joking you. And we got her. I opened up the tent. I said, what's outside? And she could point to exactly what was outside. We were all in, we were just in amazement and awe of God. I was just, that was my day. I was like, Lord, I can't believe what you have just done. And that truly was a miracle. And she was actually a woman of another faith. We were actually in a village of another faith at that time and I thought wow God you so want to meet the people in this village you're coming in miracles to draw them to you I tell you what I realized I might in the natural be a so-called healer right through medicine but I tell you God has all praise and glory for healing we're just facilitators and I I mean I am truly his servant when I pray for people he does it 
but I'm just willing to pray because I love to see what he's going to do. And not only that, I love to see people healed and set free and to counter his love and, he, and his presence. And, and that's why I, if you like, he's, I feel he's called me out of the natural medicine, the NHS, all that stuff, into the supernatural kingdom medicine. And the two go hand in hand. I'm not saying we can't have one without the other. No, I think we need both. And I think it's time to be honest that the two do come together. And especially with, you know, what the country, the nations have been through with lockdown in the last 18 months. I think there's a huge demand for this right now. Well, Angela, it's fabulous to hear these these stories, faith building stories. So thank you. Obviously, you you eventually come back to the UK and then you set up uh, a, a kind of training school to to help other people in this in this kind of field. Obviously, a lot of folk listening would think, oh, I, I I kind of believe in prayer and I believe God can heal, but they don't actually see a great deal happening and maybe in their local church or, or amongst their friends. You've obviously got a training course on it, so you're going to be looking at lots of areas that you think we need to understand better in order to facilitate God doing his healing, shall we say. So what would be the kind of things that you'll be looking at uh, within your course uh, as you seek to, to set things up and seek to train people? To be honest, I, the course really is based on um, our spiritual growth and intimate relationship with the Lord, or some of you may be aware of the term called sonship, spiritual sonship, um, and also on healing, on, the, on, on how to heal the body, the soul, the spirit. It's not just healing the body, which we think it's our inner well-being. It's um, all the struggles. It's our emotions that we've had, the pain, the wounds, the hurts, the fears, the rejection. Um, all this stuff which God is so wanting to heal in our hearts and I tell you what the amazing thing is um, pediatrics is actually called child health and development that's what it's termed and the Lord gave me a revelation one day when I felt he was calling me into this full-time ministry and I felt him saying Ange I'm going to call you to supernatural pediatrics and I was a bit like wow, God, what will that look like? You know, and just like the fishermen he called to be fishers of men, I realized that supernatural peds was about spiritual growth, our growth as his sons and daughters, and healing, healing the body, the soul, the spirit. I thought, wow, God. And you know what? That's the journey that I personally have been on with him over these years. And as you know, you can't give out to someone else unless it's something you've gained or or walked in yourself. And so the whole of this school and, and the ministry I do now is all based on um, experience and, and overcoming. And what I've learned in my personal journey with the Lord and gained from, from other ministries, other healing ministries that carry all different tools, shall we say, that can help us heal our body, soul and spirit. It's not like a one size fits all, but just like in medicine, if you go to see the doctor, the doctor's not just going to give this wonder pill for whatever disease you come with. But the doctor's got to, first of all, discern, hang on, what's going on here? What do I need to do? And likewise, this is the treatment they're going to need. And it's the same spiritual parallel. OK, God, what's going on here? What's the root of this? What are we going to be dealing with? OK, this is the prayer that we're going to have to address it with to release this healing. Or, yeah. Yes, it may well be right to have medicines and that and God's in medicine. So it may be right to prescribe some medicines, as it were. So, again, it can be 
the balance of both. So your your course is is obviously rooted in understanding how healing takes place in the New Testament, how people understand their identity as as sons and daughters of God, and 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 to raise faith and expectancy in God's work. Absolutely. So essentially, it, it, it is a mixture on um, as, as growing deeper in God, knowing our identity, uh, our belonging. It, it's understanding about wilderness seasons we go through. Um, it's all about the understanding God as our father, the father heart of God, um, knowing Jesus as our, as our Lord and bridegroom king and, and, and the Holy Spirit as our counselor, our friend, our nurturer um all not just a head level but a heart level um because as well as this teaching we, we do what i call corporate ministry um at the end and that's just a time for us to engage with god we just come before his presence and the lord will just minister to everybody individually in their homes i'm just simply a facilitator i just welcome his presence and i just invite him then to minister along the different areas um, that i may have taught on and some cases will be specific areas of healing, like dealing with fear, dealing with unforgiveness, dealing with wounded hearts and trauma, dealing with things. We can get things passed down in our bloodline through our generations. And it, uh, it's powerful when we realize how to uh, deal with this and how to be set free of this stuff. Um, there are so many things where we can have healing and wholeness. You will not believe it. And and just like I've been on a journey over these last years um, with the Lord, just learning all these different areas of healing our hearts, our bodies, our minds that, that leads us to wholeness. But the beautiful thing is it draws us closer in our relationship with the Lord because we just don't realize how wounded we are, how hurt we are until we deal with these areas. And then we're able to respond more to deeper level with God's love for us. And he's able to respond more to us i mean his love never changes it's just we become more aware of him in a greater deeper level just like a little child it's exactly it's funny it's like in pediatrics it's the child growth chart which you've probably seen especially if you've got kids and in that same way that we see how quick a child grows and the growth spurts they go through do you know it's exactly the same in our walk with the lord people think when you once you're born again spirit feel that's you've got the t-shirt that's the beginning. Do you know you can be in the kindergarten and be spirit filled, even with the gifts of the of the, of the kingdom, because they're free. Spiritual gifts are free. They're for kindergarten. They're to help raise us up. They're to encourage us in our our growth and walk with Him and maturity. And the Lord showed me something profound. It was probably about. Well, it it was before I went on the mission field, but also after my time when I came off the mission field. And it was all about the power of the cross. And he took me through a season of asking me to lay down all different things in my life, things that mattered to me. And I had to lay it down in order to go on the mission field. But he took me in a far deeper level of it when I came back off the mission field because he was wanting all of me. And it just like yeah, in marriage, a man, you know, married to a wife, um, you have to be willing to lay down things to marry. You may have to be willing to move home, give up your job, all this stuff. Do you know the Lord wants that in his, our relationship with him? And I believe that the Lord wants this bridal level of intimacy with each one of us. But we don't just reach it overnight. It's based on sacrifice. It's based on laying our lives down for him. And that's exactly what Jesus said. If we want to follow him. 
He said, lay down your life, pick up your cross, follow me. And that's just not a good thing in the head. That's a, a laying down, that's a lifestyle. It's giving your life even unto death for him. And, and that's the thing that I believe the Lord is calling us all to that. But we, we if you like, have a growth spurt in our walk with him in our spiritual sonship when we're willing to say yes to the cross because it takes us in a far deeper level of intimacy with him than what we've ever known before. And we're just becoming dependent on him for things. Our, our faith is so much stronger in him. Our life is him. It's all about him. It's all about him. He is the number one. He is the number one. It's nothing else but him. And everything else comes second to that. And that's what I believe is not just wanting for myself, but each one of us. And it's a journey. It is a journey. Just like adopting a child, the child has to learn how to grow in that family, how to become a son or daughter. The same for us when we're born again, spirit filled. We're on the beginning of the journey of sonship. And God loves us exactly the same, whether we're kindergarten, whether we're in our nappy still or whether we've reached mature bride. He loves us exactly the same, but he loves it when we have these growth spurts. And these growth spurts are these times that we lay aside for him. They might be wilderness seasons, they might be cross seasons, but it's when we're willing to say yes and follow him, whatever the cost. Well, Ange, thank you so much for that encouragement to us all to, to be Christ-focused and uh, to be sacrificial in the way that we live for him. Um, just in terms of the details of the course, people would go to a website and they can find out more, the kind of how many weeks it would be and that kind of thing. Yes, this, this um, is called the School of um, Nurturing the Spirit and Healing Hearts. And it begins on the um, 9th of September. It'll be Thursday evening sessions. They will have some Saturday morning sessions. There'll be eight per course. Um, and so they're like two month courses. There'll be three courses in total and they lead one leads on to the next. And to find out details of this, um, you can just go to Theo Ministries web. It's theoministries.com. Angela, thank you so much for all that you've shared and also for this course that I'm sure many were going to enjoy. So thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. That was my conversation with Angela Walker on her experience of seeing God heal through prayer and this new course she has to equip others to do similar things as God enables them. If you find that this is out of your comfort zone, I hope that our chat will encourage you to maybe look to see God at work in the impossible situations in your life. And if this is something you already do, well, may God give you many opportunities to pray in this next week. This is where the rubber hits the road in the Christian walk. There are, of course, more archived recordings of The Leadership Show, which you can find online at Le Leadership Show Podcast via Premier Radio or at the podcast provider where you're listening to this now. I look forward to your company again next week. God can do more than we can ask or imagine. So maybe this week it's time for some big requests. This is Andy Peck. I look forward to your company again soon. The Leadership Show with Andy Peck. Email andy.peck at premier.org.uk.